A.M. It's Friday, you bastard. Hey, all that good sports stuff and all that, how the Gators do it and Seminoles and Hurricanes and uh, Dolphins. That's the important heavy-duty stuff. El Presidente just uh, made his confession at a White House prayer uh, breakfast with all the religious leaders there. I mean, so emotional that even an old hard-ass like me was practically in tears. Ready for that? Maybe I was in tears <laughs> for other reasons because I work here. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was almost in tears. Oh, my God. I don't work for one Bozo outfit. I work for two Bozo outfits. How do you like that? Oh. How many of the rest of you out there in this audience can say that, huh? Not too many. I don't work for one bunch of incompetence. I work for two bunches of incompetence. Oh, oh man. But uh, too bad we couldn't have carried that. You know, and it's interesting to show you this Monica Lewinsky. See, there's the chigger in the woodpile right there. Linden Trip, Monica Lewinsky, that Goldberg bitch up there in New York. This whole group of uh, lunatics, misfits, miscreants. While the president was uh, doing his uh, confession this morning and apologizing to everybody who's ever been born and some who haven't been and talking about his broken heart or his uh, broken spirit strong heart and how he will advise his attorneys to uh, mount the strongest legal defense but not use any legalese language to try to uh, excuse his sins. The uh, stock market went, the Dow opened down, uh, dropping like a rock again. It was down 88 points when he started speaking. It's up about 35 right now, which doesn't really prove that it's going to be an update, but it does show you the impact, okay? On the heels of Japan going into crapper, Russia like being basically out of business, Latin America, billions pouring out of Brazil and Latin America, uh, the dollar are going into crapper, the, the whole world on the verge of like a recession, if not worse. And this is like the frosting on the old cake. Thanks a lot, Monica, Ow! you bitch. Monica Lewinsky. That f***ing bitch. There you go. Just absolutely unbelievable. Oh, wait a minute. They're, uh, replay. This must be replay. Pot it up and let's see if we get some of this stuff. This is unbelievable. Rock bottom truth of where I am and where we all are. Yeah. And why didn't he do this on August 17th? I That's agree with those asking. who have said... That in my first statement after I testified, I was not contrite enough. I don't think there is a fancy way to say that I have sinned. It is important to me that everybody who has been hurt know that the sorrow I feel is genuine. First and most important, my family. Also, my friends, my staff, my cabinet. Monica Lewinsky and her family, and the American people. I have asked all for their forgiveness. And the president okay, went on. We don't need uh, Bill. Uh, what's his name? What is his name? Hummer. And the market's up 71 points. It's right every time they put him on again, it goes up another 20 points. The problem is going to be at two o'clock when all you uh, maniacs out there are going to be on the uh, internet. And I'm not going to give out those websites, okay, because you're not going to get on there anyway. It's uh, they're, they're all over the world. Keep in mind that all the salacious crap is going to be on there on the Internet, not just here in this country, but all over the world. People are going to be hopping on that thing, bada-beep, bada-boop, and it's going to be 445 pages of sleaze. Is there anything in there about uh, Whitewater? No. Is there anything in there about Filegate or Travelgate? No. Is there any, like, uh, real crime other than uh, a sex scandal and lying and covering it up? No. Well, that's your novelism. You know, last night, see, I've told you for months now that we're dealing with a bunch of sanctimonious assholes, both in the Congress and also in the media. A bunch of phonies and liars and hypocrites. And Larry King, leave it to Larry to always, uh, you know, put the worst crap on there. Uh -huh. Every time. Never fails us. Uh -huh. 
He's got the sanctimonious old fossil Robert Byrd, senator from West Virginia, who made a disgusting speech in the Senate the other day. A self-righteous bunch of crap. And if you could have heard, maybe some of you did actually see this, so you're probably busy on your hands and knees, not praying now, but puking, about the last 50 years, about the decline in morality and the language and the movies and television, the same old stuff. Robert Byrd, Democrat from West Virginia, you'd think that he was one of the damn uh, right-wing uh, religious nutcases. And it just amazes, it astonishes me. What? What are you looking at? CNN, what's, it, what's he got on his head? Who? Whoever that is. Representative uh, Trafficant. Remember uh, Santos Trafficant? Oh, yeah. He doesn't have anything on his head. He's got a uh, bump. Forget about him. What the hell was I just talking about? What the hell was I just talking about? I was like on a roll there. I'm in the middle of something. And uh, what the hell do I care about what he's got? He's got a bump on his Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's right. I forgot my... Thank you. Jesus Christ, if the president's praying with all those religious geeks, and you know the best part of that prayer breakfast, it didn't happen the first few minutes, but there were several black, needless to say, because everybody who's a black guy is a minister. So there were several black religious leaders, including the unctuous Jesse, uh, Robert Byrd, I'll get back to him. But at any rate, so as the president was reading a prayer, because somebody down here in Florida, when he was here the other day for our buddy uh, McKay, he said some uh, Jewish guy, some Jew, gave him uh, a passage from a Yom Kippur liturgy, which Yom Kippur is coming up very soon, by the way. Oy. So he read from that. So as he was reading from the liturgy, doing this prayer thing, a lot of the black uh, guys in the audience, people started doing it like they do. What do you, what do you call that besides embarrassing? Uh, oh, call, yeah, yeah. Calling what, back? Call, is amen. that what it is? Calling back? Amen. Right on, yes, brother. Right on, bro. All right. Yeah, they were doing... All right. Which I thought was kind of embarrassing, but, uh, yeah, they were doing that in the middle of his uh, prayer. And I thought maybe it was like one of those football... Do you think they do that at football prayer breakfast? Uh -huh. All right. Yeah, Amanda sure would know. Look at that. The market's up 110 points now because the president finally came clean. Squirt, squirt. And like I said, and they're saying the same thing. If he would have done this back on August 17th when he came on TV that night. But, of course, he's gotten a lot of bad advice from way back at the beginning instead of making that Paula Jones thing go away, which would have been the smart thing to do. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. We wouldn't have had a, but we could have been spared. The whole world could have been spared this embarrassment. And at 2 o'clock this afternoon, there is going to be a bunch of salacious crap on there. This is one of the most incredible, embarrassing, grotesque witch hunts in the history of the human race. Not just in this country, but in the history, long, sad, arduous history of mankind. From the day that this man was sworn in as president, and before that, of course, long before that with the Jennifer Flower stuff, before he got the nomination, back during the Democratic primaries in 91. They have been anxious to whip his ass out of there. They've tried. They've spent $50, $60 million now on this uh, witch hunt. Have they found any criminal activity on anything other than connected with sexual activity? No. No. And going back to this Robert Byrd asshole and this crap, how, how come Larry King, who's sitting there, is supposed to be a, uh, besides just an ass licker, is he anything besides an ass licker? No. No, he's not. How come when Robert Byrd make this uh, outrageous comment about things that have happened in the new... I don't think there was any TV when FDR was screwing around there in the White House. Was there any TV when George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were screwing around? No. no. Were there any movies then? No. I mean, what are we talking about? Let's always blame somebody else. The fact is that people's sex lives tend to be sordid. Not everybody, but most. People screw around. Oh, my God, you can't... Well, it happens to be true. And what the hell that has to do... You know, in Italy, you know what they were saying about this yesterday, as late as yesterday in Italy? That they ought to be giving him an award, that they're all uh, envious of him. That over there they would, like, uh, uh, canonize him. Because he's uh, getting uh, good stuff on the side. What the hell's wrong with that?
I mean, he may have bad taste in his selection of women, including good old Monica, that f***ing bitch, who keeps a, a semen-stained dress. I mean, do we still have that thing? Ah, oh, GC, you cleaned up, boy. Sure, I'll be throwing my girl that thing. I didn't throw anything away. Huh? I threw nothing away. It's all piled up. Ah, jeez. It's only a four-hour show. Where's my Monica stuff? Oh, I'll have to fight it during the break. It's in there. Prick. Rhymes with... Yeah, if it weren't for this bitch, for this uh, wild witch hunt, we wouldn't have... We could have been spared all of this. And we could be addressing the other problems that are causing the world economy to go out of hell on a handbasket. Since there are more important goddamn things to be warned about than whether the uh, Yankees are going to win 116 games, stuff like that. And whether the hurricanes are going to beat another girl's school. I know that comes as a shock on this station, but it happens to be true. The Dow's up 112 points. How do you like that? Went from down 88 before his end. Am I suggesting there's a correlation here? Uh -huh. You bet. Because this whole thing with the, uh, everybody is in, having a nervous breakdown with the, econo the economic situation in the world. So the, um, the psyche of investors is so fragile at this point that the slightest, if somebody farts and it smells the wrong flavor, right away the market goes down 400 more points. So we can thank, and he even apologized to her and her family, which I thought was totally unnecessary. Because she ought to be out there. She should have been at the prayer breakfast, reading the Yom Kippur liturgy. She should have been begging for forgiveness, because she's the slut that uh, is psychotic insane. That is ready to bring down the whole goddamn government, because uh, Bill didn't, uh, you know, leave Hillary and run off with Monica into the sunrise or sunset or uh, someplace. She's off her rocker. She's crazier than a bed bug. Beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is nothing but a political witch hunt. Number one, they're not releasing any of the, you know, they're desperately screaming and begging for them to uh, release the uh, 445 pages to the White House before 2 o'clock, before the rest of the world gets it. Oh, and yeah, you guys can get it on the Internet, like everybody else. So there's no politics involved in this at all, is there? <laughs> of course not. I had a laugh. I'm watching Henry Hyde at the beginning of this uh, committee they had last night, the House committee. Henry Hyde and John Conyers. And Henry Hyde sits down there, oh, and, well, you know, we have to transcend politics, and this is too important for there to be any uh, politics and any uh, partisanship. And I'm sitting there just peeing in my pants laughing. Like, who the hell are we kidding? Like, that isn't what this is all about? That's exactly what this is all about. And if Kenneth Starr weren't an absolute madman, now he's threatening he's going to have indictments against Betty Curry and against uh, the Secret Service and against this one and that one and everybody that uh, El Presidente ever spoke to because they're all part of this big conspiracy for a cover-up. To cover up what? Oh, and well, the president lied to his advisors and all the people in the White House. What do you, what do you think? If President Clinton, if you were, let's say some, uh, anybody out there, anybody who, like, uh, is the, uh, boss in a company, you got a secretary, what was he supposed to say? Oh, you know, that Monica gave the best head I've had in a long time. He's going to say that to Betty Curry? Is that the deal? I mean, we're talking here about a sexual esca series of sexual escapades by a man who already we knew was a womanizer before he was elected the first time, before he was elected the second time. And for months now, people have been saying, enough of this crap. We want out of this. We don't care. We can't stand it. And yet, Kenneth Starr and the people who have propped him into that position are now on the verge in about three and a half hours of uh, releasing the most humiliating possible crap that you could possibly imagine. And if it weren't politically motivated, why the hell would we need to know, would anybody need to know the details, the things she's masturbating with a cigar, and they're doing it in the limo, and he touched her, and she touched him, and it did constitute... Why is all that necessary? Unless, of course, there's an attempt to absolutely, totally humiliate and embarrass and make it impossible for Bill Clinton to continue to be the president. That's what this is all about. Is there anybody in this audience, anybody... 
who would like to have a 445-page report put on the Internet at 2 o'clock this afternoon detailing all of their sexual escapades of the last couple of years, or maybe the last uh, 10 years, or the last 20 years. Is there anybody out there? Do I see any hands raised? No. Don't see any line forming at the door. What the hell does this have to do with governing a country? What does this have to do with anything that, that this man was elected for? Is it anybody's business? Was, was Roosevelt a womanizer? Uh -huh. Was Kennedy and Eisenhower? Uh -huh. And Nixon had a mistress? Uh -huh. And every other goddamn month going by, all the way back to George Washington with his wooden teeth? Uh -huh. We've reached a point in this country where the media are so insane. And they're the, they're the ones, without the media, Kenneth Stark would never have gone anywhere. Without this seven-month feeding frenzy that's gone on now, it's almost nine months now. What a pregnant idea where they have banged on this and banged on this, and you people out there said, we don't want to hear about this, we can't stand it. It reminds me of this place, there are real problems going on out there, and you're dealing with crap. Reminds me of a QAM. There are real problems you need to be dealing with, and you're dealing with caca. You bet your sweet ass, when this comes out, all these sanctimonious hypocrites are going to be, oh my God, can you believe, oh, look at that, look at where she stuck this and he stuck that, oh my gosh. What a degenerate. And so he was forced, of course, under a lot of pressure, and that'd be very bad advice, if he would have given that same speech that he gave in his uh, prayer breakfast at the White House this morning back on August 17th, everybody in America would have had a tear in their eye, including even uh, Newt Gingrich, and even that Orrin Snatch would have been like uh, doing a three-hanky job. And then they would have said, oh, we forgive you, we understand, we love you, because, of course, this is the way that the uh, Goyim think anyway, right? We love the sinner when he confesses his sin. There's nothing greater... Just like Jimmy Swaggart. Remember that crap? That good old religious Jimmy Swaggart hypocrite. Another sanctimonious hypocrite. And he came back. I have sinned. And he's crying and yelling. He's crying and yelling because there's no money coming in. That's what that was all about. But boy, they sure love him after they confess their sins. And so that's what the president was reduced to this morning, having to uh, dehumanize and humiliate himself and apologize to people to, uh, for, to whom he owes no apology. He doesn't know an apology to Monica Lewinsky. She went there with her knee pad. She went there, told all her friends, and I forgot to get the damn thing out there that you got piled up with all kinds of crap on. Told them every kind of, uh, she was doing everything in her power to flirt with the president, get his attention. A notorious womanizer who liked going out there playing golf with Vernon Jordan, talking about all the time, like most guys do. I mean, wake up and grow up America, okay? I hate to break the news to you. This is what people do, and this is what people talk about, is their sexual exploits. Only usually we're not dealing with insane, crazy bitches like Monica Lewinsky and Linda Tripp. Who have no concern about the magnitude, the implications of their actions or their words. Who couldn't give a crap less. The scorned woman, that's the one to look out for, baby. The scorned bitch, that's the one you better watch out for. The f***ing bitch. Because she's ready to bring your household down. In this case, the whole goddamn government come tumbling down. And put us through all of this expense, all of this emotional crap. And that's exactly what it is. We've gone through nine solid months in this country of nothing but crap. Every time you turn on your TV, you can't escape it no matter where you turn. And I've tried to avoid, we've talked very little about it, thank God, because there's nothing amusing. And, oh, yeah, there'll be people laughing and chortling when the stuff comes out at 2 o'clock today when they get on the Internet and they start hopping through, if they ever get through on that thing. They start sifting through the 445 pages and get to those juicy... It's like people that used to read Lady Chatterley's Lover and, uh, you know, skip skip around until they got to the good parts. I mean, who the hell wants to read the whole damn thing? It's too time-consuming. Let's get to the good parts, the juicy stuff. 
and they'll be chortling and puking and guffawing. And, oh, my God, this is hysterical, great stuff. And let me say it again, I wonder, because I know from personal experience, believe me, all these people, all, all the years that I've been on the air, like way back when I came out of the closet, December of 76, oh, yeah, faggot, this and that, pervert, yeah, and? And what's the bulletin? What's the news story? See, pervert is a relative thing. It's a relative thing. And I guarantee you, I'm a hell of a lot less perverted than most of you are. Although given the opportunity, well... Bunch of sanctimonious, phony hypocrites because America has refused and continues to refuse to grow effing up. Here's this wolf blitzkrieg there. Here's these media people out of control in a feeding frenzy. There was Sam Donald. I'm going to tell you, I will never, as long as I live, as long as I live, I will never watch another piece on ABC News uh, under penalty of death. Their credibility is worse than our news department, and we don't even have one. They have no credibility. Here was Sam Donaldson yesterday when the president came out to uh, announce that the uh, Northwest Airlines strike was over. And just, just foaming at the mouth in a feeding frenzy. Oh, but uh, at every opportunity. Because there are a bunch of people in the media who are salivating at this who would love to bring this president down. Absolutely unbelievable. This is what happens when you refuse to grow up. When you're so uptight about sex and the human body and things that people... Do. And that's like everybody has said, like anybody with a brain has said, that's between him and Will uh, Willery. Chuck Willery. That's between them. Nobody's goddamn business, which is what he said back on the 17th. But if he would have made this speech that he made this morning back then, we could be talking now about the important things, like uh, Sean Burke stinks, okay? And the Panthers are going to suck this year. We could be talking about important stuff like that. Speaking of praying, I sat here yesterday and I said, please, please... Don't sign Sean Burke for the Panthers, guys. He blows. He's another sieve. He's like a mirror image of uh, the other geek that we got, Kirk McClain, Captain Jerk. So what do they announce today? Oh, they're working on it. Any minute we're going to be here and they're signing uh, Sean Burke. You're going to have two stiffs in the Nets this year, but, boy, you're sure going to love that new arena. We could be talking about stuff like that. But our entire lives are overwhelmed, are shrouded now with this horse crap. Like a shroud of... Touchdown Jesus just hanging over our heads. Oh, and speaking of the TV show, by the way, I mean, I got so much stuff that I wanted to talk about here today, but of course we got this Kenneth Starcraft getting in my way. I wanted to do about a two-hour attack on Rob Kaplan here today, and deservedly so, who's butchering that TV show. You know why we can't get in? Maybe people say, well, you're just covering up for the fact that it's just, uh, it's just a concept that'll never work. Maybe that's true. I've enjoyed some of those shows on there, to be honest with you, many times. If it's edited right and done, and a little bit of work goes in, a little bit of thought. To what, you know, we got a four-hour show here every day. Each one of those half hours, first of all, splitting it up into two half hours is idiotic to begin with. I mean, it's like a death wish, putting a stupid sports show there in between with that stupid guy bouncing around on the couch, Mr. Happy Face. But to take and put this stuff, if somebody should be impeached, it should be Rob Kaplan. Because I watched last night from a quarter to ten to ten o'clock what this man put on the air. You know, we get, I don't have to tell you, the phones lately are slow. You hear it on all the shows. This town goes in cycles. It's always been that way. Always will be that way. Don't ask me why. So I'll sit here and I'll milk some of these guys, let them go on for a lot longer than usual because i got a four-hour show to kill every day, which ain't easy, as you may think. 
But to take, like the guy, and I hate to pick that guy up, because he was talking about stuff that I was talking about. He was trying to be responsible about Australia, and he's been there, and about Vancouver and the hotel. And, and I'm sitting here now. You can see I'm almost going into a coma. And I'm going, uh-huh, uh-huh, and I'm puffing on my stogie. And they put this on whammy last night. If I would have had a shotgun, I would have shot the damn screen out on my goddamn Sony XBR. That's how foaming at the mouth. That's how pissed off I was, Rob Kaplan. We got all this great stuff that Book O'Brien and Satellite Comedy Network, all this great uh, humorous stuff. People want a good laugh, though. And then we got all this depressing, here we go, investigating the president, the star report. Monica's sticking her cigar up or whatever she's doing with it. Correcto. Exactly. People want a little uh, chuckle here and there. And what are they putting on there? Me sitting there like, I mean, if I'm bored to death listening to this guy droning on for three minutes or whatever it was, which seemed like an hour, then why the hell would you put on a goddamn TV show, you putz? You little faker. He didn't go to Brandeis. He went to F.U. That's where he went. You little piece of pusillanimous pus. Yeah, after we get done with uh, this Monica stuff, you're next, sweetheart. Just keep it in mind. Just absolutely butchering, making me look like a jackass, like a bigger fool than I already am. Thank you so much, Rob. You idiot, you. But, hey, that's, uh, you know, he doesn't have to worry. He's on staff. He don't have to worry about a job. 1027 at 5... Boy, it is here you could fry eggs on this uh, console. I might just do it, by the way. 1027 on QAM. 60 QAM. It's Friday, you bastard. Here we go with all this uh, debate going on. Is the president... is, is uh, Are his attorneys going to get like five minutes to uh, see this before it's on the Internet? No. Like five seconds? No. Or is there going to be any fairness here, any opportunity like was afforded to everybody else, including uh, Newt Gingrich and Reagan and everybody? No. No, of course not. Is this political? Uh -huh. Yeah, you bet. By the way, between noon and one, and then again between one and two, once each hour we'll be giving away a pair of tickets for the Dolphins and Bills today, for those of you who couldn't care less about the rest of this. And by the way, what did we tell you? Paul Harvey Jr. is starting to look a little bit better now, okay, even though he was full of crap. Well, he's usually, at least, at least one thing you can say about him, he's consistent. He's usually full of crap. But right there on the front page of your Sun Sentinel, so it must be accurate. Henry, Marlin's deal is done. Book a businessman says he'll take control from Hypinga in October. Oh. There you go. Say goodbye to Wayne on a Marlin front. There you go. Because John Henry, good old John Henry, he was a, what was he? A hard-working, uh, what was that thing? He was a steel-driving man. A steel-driving, he was a pile-driving. Well, he had piles is what they said. He had piles. And uh, what can you what can you do? Oh, this fax, by the way, is this from somebody chronic? This looks like uh, Andy one from of Hollywood. One, one of those chronic. Oh, geez. I'm not even going to read it. I just get the willies when I see chronic fax writing there. So John Henry is buying the Marlins, which we told you first on the show, even though it was a little bit of a premature squirt, squirt. evaluation, but nevertheless, it's a done deal. You don't think Dombrowski would stay around here if uh, Wayne or Smiley was going to have their fine finger in this deal? No. And take a pay cut? No. No, I don't think so. So there you go with that. We got Marlins and, I mean, uh, Dolphins. And, hey, by the way, how about those Marlins? Oh. They're on the verge, baby. They could lose 115 games this year. With a little bit of luck, they could uh, 110 easy anyway. Here's a lady in North Miami Beach. Hello. Hi, good morning, Mr. Rogers. Yes, ma'am. Do you know what a pleasure you are? Yes. Okay. Well, I discovered you from Whammy, even though I hated it and kicked and screamed in the beginning. Uh-huh. But seeing and hearing you was like worth it. It's like listening to myself. Like oh. a breath of fresh air, right. I mean, even though you're not a tall blonde, you, you sound... I think ex I hang on every word you say. Mm -hmm. I quote you at work. I've always desired to be hung, yeah. I'm sure I'm you not. are. Oh, I'm not. I could be your like little a Monica, like no a problem. Church mouse, yeah. <laughs> I do have a big stogie, though. I've got an immenso. I do. I have you could have a hell of a good time with, yeah. I have to tell you, you are the bomb. 
Um, I'm in Florida for 22 years. Yeah. Don't ask. I ha I'm the only white Jewish girl working in a store in North Miami Beach. It's oh, very sad. Wow. There, I don't even, I can't tell you now, it's however. Short belt, yeah, I know. But you, you should have a fan club. You are perfect. Yeah. Well, I, do, I do have a website. The only problem is Adam Kirshner has taken it over, and it's just his own chat room on there, which I don't even look at anymore. But well, I'm I do a have a great website. Well, I'm a typical old-fashioned jab. I don't have a computer. I hate sports. I don't. But you are it. Well, God bless you. You, you, you are. And I don't want sports tickets. I don't want reggae cassettes. I, I just waited I'm, online. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm late for work, yeah. but you are wonderful. Well, thank you so much, and happy Shavuos. <laughs> have a great day. Okay, and happy Sukkot too. Bye. Okay. Hey, listen, you can't leave them all out. They're important. Oh, I mean, if El Presidente was reading from the Yom Kippur, uh, what was it, liturgy this morning. But I'd be... Well, sure, it's nice to see you, Greg, briefly. Okay, it's 1132 at 560 WQM. We have an open line in Dave 1 in Broward, 560 And Menso's out in honor of Monica for the weekend. Boy, these things are beautiful. I bet these are perfect for her, huh? A real good fit. I was going to say a tight fit, but I guess at this point, it's too late for that. How about lighting up an ice in Menso from Nick's over the weekend, huh? Let's all salute Monica, like with one of these. Okay, where are we going? Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. Hey, Neil, someone told me that Starr ran for governor along with Clinton. Is that true? He ran for governor? Not that I know. Well, I don't think so. He was a you judge. You think that's true? No. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Anyway, my, the way I see it, Neil, is don't you think the whole thing is entrapment? I mean, that, that's, 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 that's part of what the uh, either your psychic or you already saw this on CNN when they were reading the rebuttal from the uh, president's attorneys. That's part of what they're saying. They laid out the thing about how the, the deposition in the Paul Jones case was a total uh, entrapment because that was at the time that they hooked up a Linda trip to uh, wiretap Monica and the wow. whole thing. So that's one of the charges that they're making was an illegal entrapment to uh, lure him into, uh, you know, this crap. You know, I, I think America ought to keep an eye on who is going to be our next president instead of worrying about this guy who's almost going to be out of office anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In two years? Two hey, years you know, before I go, time. I've had a bad week, Neil. Yeah. Did you unleash those tickets yet? Okay, let's go to uh, Sunrise. Hello. Sunrise. Hello, how you doing, Neil? Is that incredible? Yeah, boy, I tell you, I mean, are these people listening? I mean, they're no. on, the, on the phone. I mean, no. right here listening like I am, and, and they, oh, just really strange. Anyway, I just want to thank you for the uh, the video that came in uh, yesterday. All right. I just want you because I think you were saying a lot of people then you know when they get freebies they don't uh, you know they thank hey, you. Hey, listen, they, they before the same day is over they're calling in wondering where the hell they are and the so, same day that we gave it away like uh, how come the mailman ain't here with it yet and the uh, well, thing did. It was sent out this Friday I guess I called and it came in uh, last night. So there you right. go. We do our thing here. I'll tell you. Yeah, I, we work uh, it right out. It. And um, you know about you know. Uh, the whiskey thing, I think, uh, like you said, I feel like everybody was saying, I think it was, uh, I think he had a plan from the start that he was going to, you know, he's going to get a little piece of president and then at the end say, hey, you know, I got a piece of president and here's the rest of the truth. Well, he's just a psychotic twisted bitch who, uh, you know, was in fact real bimbo and, uh, bimbo and, uh, bimbo and, uh, he had the misfortune. He getting, uh, involved in a, getting, uh, involved with a bitch like this. I, 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 I totally agree and everything, but anyway, I hope you uh, I hope we can survive it, I guess. Okay. Anyway, thanks a lot, buddy. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Let's go to a lady mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, ma'am. This is Bobby Hyman. How are you? Okay. You remember me? Bobby Hyman from the singles days. Yes. Oi. I've been wanting to call you for a long time. Yes. Pardon? I said, oi. Oi. 
Anyway, uh, first of all, I want to say I've been watching you on television, uh -huh. and it was so funny. One of your listeners, who happened to be one of my good friends, said, you know, uh, she's telling me how great you are. I said, did you notice you wear the yarmulke? She didn't even notice that you had a yarmulke. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm calling you because you're the first person. I wear a yarmulke because it's, uh, it looks ridiculous. What is it? <laughs> you're the first person that has ever said anything that made sense about this Monica. You know, I have a master's degree in psychology, and I want to tell you, when I first heard about this girl and about her background, I had it all figured out. Yeah. But I tell you, I think her mother, you know, no wonder they had to give her immunity. I mean, for the mother to keep that dress in the closet hidden in the back. That is one of, the of sickest, one of the sickest things in the history of human race. And for some reason, like the media, these twi the twisted people in the media, don't seem to have any problem with that. They, they, the, nobody's questioning why anybody would do that. God, the reason I called, and it wasn't easy, I'm, I'm in front of Mount Sinai trying to go up to see my mother, driving around and around and wanted to call you because I, I, I feel so powerless about what's going on. You know, you feel like you want to do something, have people say something, you know. Yeah. It's like this star, by the way. You know, I don't know why he has ever mentioned it. I wrote it uh, on email to uh, a couple of programs. Nobody has ever mentioned how Star always had that peculiar smile on his face. Oh, yeah. It's called the gallows smile. Is that what it is? Yeah. So they think that's an expression, <laughs> psychological expression for people who are ready to either kill you, yeah. you know, but they want you or to Or slice you off at the neck. Yeah, I, I've always wondered that. Every time you see him, he's coming out of uh, some garage somewhere, parking garage. He's got that stupid coffee from his in his hand. He's got that thing. And, and wouldn't you think that if somebody was really impartial and doing this investigation, that they would come out with a very solemn look on their face? Like, he looks like, like he's just having a great time. He's reveling in it. He's quelling from it. i got to run, Bobby. It's good hearing from you. Good to hear from you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we got Hank Goldberg from Dania High, from, uh, from Flagler Dog Track. Okay, same difference. From Flagler Dog Track coming up next. And then we got, uh, what do we got at 6? We got probably Donnie B talking baseball. We got somebody talking baseball at 6, somebody who doesn't work, make a lot of money. And then we got the pregame at 6.30. The Marlins going for loss number 100 oh! against the Braves tonight. And we got the Dolphins on radio, but also on TV, damn it, on uh, Sunday. So it's 2 o'clock.